Welcome to Warren Upstage, a podcast showcasing all matters theatrical in the city of Warren. I'm Lewis Kerman. This month, we return to Warren Civic Theater for their production of Disney's The Little Mermaid, directed by the one and only Greg Trascoma. First question was the simplest. I asked Greg why this particular show. It's the 30th anniversary of The Little Mermaid. And it just kind of lined up, and it's something we've always wanted to do. We did a junior version of it back in 2013. And our mission with the summer show is always, everybody who tries out for the summer show is in it. There's only so many titles that meet that criteria that we, we know that we can promise people, if you audition for the show, we've got something for you to do in the show. And uh, there are only so many titles that, that meet that and that people want to see. Uh, both both uh, something for the for the doers and the watchers. And this is one of them, and it's a classic, and it was in love Little Mermaid. Right. And then uh, once we got underway with this, now there's all this talk about uh, uh, Disney doing a live action Little Mermaid next year. Yep, yep. And so it's, uh, it's a lot of Little Mermaid. As this is a larger show that pretty much guarantees a part for anyone who auditions, it's split into two casts, green and blue. I asked Greg if he noticed any differences between them. We had about 275 people audition for the show. We settled in after the cast list went up at around two and a quarter. And two and a quarter is too big for our theater. The theater itself seats about 570. And in terms of dressing rooms and parking spaces and restrooms and everything else, you just can't do a show with 225 people in this space. And so we split it split it in half and there's a couple of actors that are in both casts. We have one King Triton and we have one Chef Louis and other than that I think there might be one dancer who is doing all of the shows because we need that person to perform a lift and in order to have the numbers right somebody who's got the as a safety factor and, and, uh, and a skill factor uh, but other than that we've probably got like one cast as a hundred Five and the other one's like 120 something like that, okay. and and they're different in their own ways. I mean, they're you know we've got two different aerials, and each one of them brings something different to it. They're both terrific singers and terrific actors, but they're bringing their own thing to it. They're not trying to imitate the cartoon. Uh, and we've got you know two Sebastians and uh, Sebastian the Crab, which always makes me think twice because in my mind, from the animation, Sebastian is a lobster because Sebastian is red and kind of, Sebastian is a crab. And we've got two, we've got two Sebastians and uh, we have an actor on one night, we have an actress on another night. And so they're wildly different approaches and they're both, they're both terrific. As a director, that's fun to watch and fun to work with. And from the, from the cast scene, things go together, that, that, uh, just seeing the differences and how they're both brilliant. By now, you've probably noticed the Civic does a lot of family-friendly shows. I asked Greg if he or anybody else in the group worried about being branded like Disney, with uh, audiences expecting kids' shows most of the time. And that's always the thing when we're selecting the season. You know, we do five shows a year, and it kind of rolls in cycles where we've, in recent years, done, particularly with the youth and teen shows, it's Disney's Mary Poppins Jr., who did this show, Junior, uh, the kids' version of it. In some ways, when we're choosing the season, that's, and it's also one of the reasons that we kind of delayed a little bit in doing this title, because we wanted to do it with the rotation 
with the summer with adults and teens and kids, uh, as opposed to some of the other shows we do, which are strictly youth and teen. We didn't want the season to get too Disney, or that we didn't want the theater itself to become too associated with, oh, that's a children's theater, or that's a strictly a family theater. Well, most of what we do is family fair. When the eight-year-olds are walking through the community center and they see the poster for Hello, Dolly on the wall, <laughs> they don't say, Mommy, Daddy, take me. Right. But uh, but when they're walking through the place now and seeing Little Mermaid on the wall, you know, they're tugging on somebody's shirt sleeve and saying, um, uh, hey, look. <laughs> so, this is our 25th year doing summer musical. And as it turns out, it's our 30th season overall doing the big parks and rec summer shows and summer activities. And um, and elsewhere on the season, in the fall, we're doing Shakespeare's Hamlet. Way different title than Little Mermaid. In December, we're doing uh, our youth and teen musical, and it's uh, it's Elf musical based on the Will Ferrell film, right? And then the, right on the heels of that is gonna be um, Disney's Frozen Junior, so. And, and then right after that, it's uh, Matilda the musical, Roald Dahl's Matilda the musical. It's not a Disney title. And it's really not so much a kid's title. Kids, I mean, it's, a kid, it's a kid's book, but Roald Dahl is... Uh, Roald Dahl. <laughs> he's kind of dark, he's kind of edgy, and he's... Uh, it's great. I love Roald Dahl. And the production of Matilda is definitely going to focus more on... Commonly, there's adults playing the roles of young people. There'll be some opportunity for kids in there, but it's... Uh, that one will probably have a PG on the poster. Well, Greg jumped ahead of me on my next question, asking about the rest of the season, but that saves me some time. I was curious to know how he approaches this kind of a show, a kid's show, versus something like Hamlet. The skill set that's needed to do Shakespeare versus uh, doing a Broadway-style musical, uh, a whole different thing. There's lots of kids in the summer musical. But also on the flip side of that, a lot of the parents are in the show, or even grandparents are in the show. And it's just a different kind of a vibe to begin with, just from the audition process, where you've got families coming in, and everybody who auditions knows that they're going to be in the thing. So there's not quite the same pressure. Certainly there's pressure for you're going to audition, and you've got to figure out what, what position you're going to play, but you know you made the team. Where when we have the auditions for Hamlet, there's probably not going to be families coming out. There's probably going to be some guys coming in really gunning for Hamlet and some ladies coming in really gunning for Ophelia or Gertrude, etc. I mean, these are, these are iconic roles that have been kind of the defining roles of actors of each generation for 400 years. And even just the, the kind of uh, talent that we'll see at the auditions. When you put the word out that you're doing Little Mermaid, uh, a, a lot of 17-year-old young women show up to audition from all over Southeast Michigan. And Hamlet's gonna be a whole different kind of thing. It's a different hill to climb than, than the musical is. Also, the summer is a weird vibe because we only rehearse twice a week. All the other shows we rehearse three times a week. But the summer, the model has always been going back to 1994. We go two nights a week and we bring in the leads for couple little rehearsals here or there and then we have our tech week you know technical rehearsals dress rehearsals and then we stick a few hundred people in front of it and see what happens huh, well since people come from so far away to audition and most of the people trying out aren't all professionals the skill sets must vary i asked greg if as a director 
he finds himself working as any kind of an acting coach for the less experienced people. We call ourselves a professional community theater. We kind of operate in a space between professional theater and community theater. Most of what we do is what we call community theater. It's students, it's amateurs, it's folks doing this as a hobby, as an avocation. And, um, and so as the director or being part of the leadership team, a big part of it is, is teaching is uh, somewhere at the beginning of the rehearsal process for just about every show. We go just through the basics of theatrical vocabulary, upstage, downstage, stage left and stage right, and all that just to get everybody kind of on the same page to begin with. And, and just to review even the, the most basic of the basics, um, let alone um, approaches to a character or dealing with dialects and, and, and that kind of stuff. But once in a while, we'll offer a class or something like that outside of the, the, the purview of our rehearsals. And then maybe uh, break it down a little bit once it's all said and done, or when you're introducing it, going, we're going to try this and this. Uh, I'd like to say this is my idea, but this is an idea that comes from Stanislavski or Meisner or some, one, of the, one of the giants you know, on, on whose shoulders we hope to stand. Well, back to the show. What makes the stage version of a Disney film like The Little Mermaid unique for an audience that's familiar with the animation? Disney, in taking their well-known film properties and making them into uh, stage productions, has taken a couple of different approaches. Most of the time when they adapt their film to the stage, it appears as though they're trying to recreate the film on stage. Beauty and the Beast was one of the first ones they do when, when Disney was starting to, to take over Times Square and 42nd Street and all that and, and Broadway, creating their own um, theater hub and district there. Um, Beauty and the Beast came along, it was kind of a, we're going to almost shot for shot, uh, recreate this thing on stage and the audience will get something very similar to the film experience. Costumes, scenery, uh, the, the story that's being told. A couple of years later, when they did Lion King, they they hired Julie Taymor, stage director, to put on that thing. And if you've seen Lion King or know the images from it, it is very much a piece of the theater based on a Disney film and on these songs from uh, Tim Rice and uh, Elton John. But just because you've seen Lion King, the film, doesn't mean you're remotely acquainted with Lion King, the stage musical. And most of the other Disney properties, Aladdin, Frozen, etc., they're trying to recreate that movie experience. And in our production of uh, Little Mermaid this summer, uh, took the approach right from the very beginning that we want to make this a piece of theater. We've got a lot of people to put on this show, and rather than relying on scenery, uh, we're limited for space as it as it is. And if we're going to put 100 people on the stage, I don't want to sacrifice any room on that stage for the humans in order for a piece of scenery to have a good experience. We're going to get the scenery out of the way, and if need be, we're going to somehow tell this story using these hundred bodies. And so it's, it's very much a, a, a piece of theater rather than a piece of cinema. And, uh, I mean, certainly, if, if you know Little Mermaid, you're going to get the Little Mermaid story and the Little Mermaid experience, just as you do with Lion King. But you get a piece of theater. Now you're thinking about the... Uh, all the things Disney's doing with repurposing their properties with these live action versions of them, 
even with, with the most recent one, which is basically a shot-for-shot shot remake, but rather than animated, it's, well, it's computer animated yeah. using human models. And great actors, great performers, but it's a very similar experience. It's the same, but it's way different. When I asked him for final thoughts, Greg had this to say about Warren Civic. We're kicking off, this is our, this is our 10th year doing shows here at the Community Center. We started doing these shows in the summer of 94, back when the Community Center was, I don't know that it was even called the Community Center at that point. It, Warren High had closed in 92, and the city somehow had access to it. And um, our first Broadway-style musical in the summer was done here in this auditorium before this community center was refurbished and, and totally rebuilt from the ground up. Well, we were in here one night only. We did The King and I at the end of July on a hot Friday night, and you'd have thought you were in Siam in the hot season. And worked all summer to do the show just one night, and that was kind of the beginnings of the thing. And, uh, and then in 2010, we uh, started doing shows here on a regular basis at the center, and we were able to expand from pretty much just a summer operation to a year-round thing. And um, uh, one of the things I'm kind of fishing for here is, is uh, uh, we still tend to have the idea out there that it's a, that it's a youth group, because we do two youth and teen shows a year, and they're very well attended. But there's really something going on here for, for actors uh, and theater artists, not just actors. We've got people downstairs under the stage in the scene shop building scenery or uh, building uh, costumes and out on, in the garage building scenery. And, and there's stuff for all kinds of um, interests in the theater. And I don't want to hazard a guess at too many people's ages, but we may have some folks well into their 60s. Um, might have some north of that. And of all abilities, whether it's uh, just trying this thing out for the first time or people with their union cards. Warren Civic Theater presents The Little Mermaid, directed by Greg Trascoma, featuring Emily Emerson of The Blue Cast and Olivia Pariaski of The Green Cast in the title role. Performances run August 2nd through the 4th and the 9th through the 11th. Friday and Saturday shows are at 7 p.m. Sunday shows are 3 p.m. As mentioned, there are alternating casts in these performances. Tickets are available online at the website warncivic.org if you want to reserve. Special thanks to Greg Trescoma for taking the time to chat. To both casts, break a leg. Today's episode of Warren Upstage was written, produced, narrated, and edited by Lewis Kerman. Yes, that's me. Warren Upstage is a production of My Warren. To hear more podcasts from us, be sure to check out mywarren.org. That is M-I-Warren.org. As always, thanks for listening.